بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكولوا كورا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد في الأصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير حدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشرم محدفاتها وكل محترف بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد فهياكم الله إخوة جميعا وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitated for us today to meet and to gather. We ask that it's for his sake alone and that it weighs heavy on our scales. And the intent behind this jalsa we sitting today is for us to discuss the affair of the tongue. No doubt the one that has a true understanding of Iman by way of his true definition understands that Iman or a person's faith is built upon and emanates from more than one aspect. As Iman of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah is tasdik bil qalb qawl bil lisan wa amal bil jawarih the Iman is belief within the heart, statements upon the tongue, and actions upon the limbs. And you see, it increases with the obedience of Allah, and decreases with ma'asiyah, decreases with disobedience. Uh, so when a person is well aware that the statement that elevates from his tongue can contribute to the affair of his Iman, to the affair of his faith, and what he believes in, then no doubt he will come to know and come to understand that whatever he allows to come off of his tongue may be a means and may contribute to his success in the dunya and the akhirah, or may contribute to avaradna, may contribute to the harms that may come his way in the dunya and the akhirah. 
And that a call, a statement that emanates from the tongue, is not merely just a throwaway action. However, a statement may come with consequences. A statement may come with consequences by way of iman. A statement may come by way of consequences. By way of islah for deen, yani someone being upright and rectification of their deen. As we mentioned in Qutbah al-Hajjah, the ayah, where Allah Ta'ala mentions, Ya ayu al-ladhina amanu attaqullaha, wa kulu kuna sadeena, yuslih lakum a'malakum, wa yagfil lakum dhunubakum, wa man yutu illaha rasoolahu faqad faza fawza al-adhima. How many times have you heard this statement? On a weekly basis. Where Allah Ta'ala mentions, Oh, you believe. Oh, you believe. Fear Allah. And say a statement of truth. Your affairs will be rectified and upright. Your sins forgiven. And whoever obeys Allah and his messenger, then indeed he has attained a great success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us with this ayah, it's the Ahzab. It's command us within this ayah, we were called a Sadid. A statement of truth. Allah SWT commands us with the statement of truth, and thereafter, He mentions the Baraka Ta'ala and the Samarat, the fruits of that. And the person that adheres to the statement of truth, Allah Ta'ala mentions. And this is a means of rectification of your actions. I, the person that adheres to truth, his actions will be rectified by way of him adhering to that straight path. We are filled and your sins will be forgiven. And this is the individual. He adheres to the truth. And so when we encourage one another to adhere to the truth, I have to be upon the Salat al-Mustaqib, adhere to the truth, Salat al-Mustaqib, of course. It's not just by way of our our creed. There's no doubt it's of great importance. But that truth must be manifested when we speak the words that come out of our mouths. That's Allah has mentioned for us. I the benefit of that. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala states, Alam tara kayfa darab allaha mafala kalimatin ta'ibatin kashajaratin ta'ibatin Asuha thabitin wa faruha fissama Tu'ti ukulaha kulhini bi'ibdi rabbiha wa yadribu allahu amfala lindasi la'allahum yatadakkaroon Allah Ta'ala mentioned have you not considered the example that Allah Ta'ala has given of the tree, the pure good tree, in which its branches, the roots are firm and its branches reach out to the sky. And the fruits of that tree provide Food and food and sustenance at every time 
with the permission of its Lord. And so, the Lord puts forth parables and examples for the people so that the people may take heed. And this is an example of Kalima Tayyiba, a good word. It's like that good tree. And its roots are firm, its roots are fixed. And likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentioned, Kalima to the Khabithatin. And the example of the Kalima Khabitha. A person saying the word of evil is like that Shajar of his Khabitha. So Allah Ta'ala gives an example of the two. Allah is an example of the two. The person that says the good word, or that Kalima Tulhaq, when he speaks the truth, that which will come from it is tayyib. That which comes from it is good in of itself. But when a person speaks a word of evil, a word that emanates from the tongue, which is a word that allows Allah to displease with, whether it be from kedab, lion, whether it be from riba, whether it be from nevima, these words here, will leave and cause great harm. And the individual that adheres to that way, he's responsible I for his, his kalimats and the results of his kalimats. He's responsible for what he says. That was evidence from his tongue is responsible for that. So it's upon the individual to have taqwa of Allah. I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which he says. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of his kalam. And Shaykh Fuzan, Hafidahullah, mentioned Fattakullah, Ibadullah, fear Allah, O service of Allah, wa ta'fadu. And preserve your tongues. And weigh up your statements. For indeed, your statements will be written. Your statements will be written. As Allah Ta'ala informed us. And do they believe and think that we do not hear that which is from the sirf? I that which they say amongst themselves secretly, within themselves, amongst themselves. Or that which they say openly. Rather, we have our messengers, Ahid, the Malaika, that are writing. And so the individual must be aware of this. Aware of this reality. That which he is saying, that which emanates from his tongue, will be written. That which emanates from the tongue, 
is one with no doubts. Maybe a benefit. Or it may be a harm for him. And the verses Bahasabun. The individuals of Bahasabun, they'll be brought to account. And if those statements are statements of good, then the good will come from it. And if statements of evil, then no doubt evil will come from it. Now, and so, we kind of cut out, see, and so, Sheikh Fozan, after the whole lie, he mentions that if the person has kalam which is say by evil speech, Yani, you will, then you will come to regret that evil speech on a day where regret does not benefit. This is something the person should take heed of. I was referring, no doubt, to Yom Al-Qiyamah. A day when regret does not benefit. That day that comes when a person, he regrets that which he done before. It doesn't benefit him. As opposed to Nedem, as opposed to regret here in the dunya. A person may put forth an action. And he regrets the action. Because it's an evil action. And he regrets it. However, by way of that nedam. By way of that nedama. By way of that, fo- that feeling of regret. It leads him to tawbah with istighfar. It leads him to tawbah with istighfar. It leads him. And by way of the tawfiq of Allah. He makes tawbah. By way of the tawfiq of Allah, he turns back and seeks forgiveness. And this is the one that's Allah says, granted success. So no doubt, when it comes to nadam, when it comes to regret, regret can benefit. But on this day, the regret does not benefit him. On this day, the regret does not benefit. So a person has a, has a word, has a kalima utters a word which is a word of harm harmful to himself harmful to others and when it's brought forth and it's brought to account for that Yom Al-Qiyamah and he regrets that statement that feeling of regret does not benefit him at that point because now he's taken from the rights of others and that's the meaning Example, take for the rights of others by way of his speech. And now he cannot return that affair. Because the dar al amal has ended for him. And that abode of actions, whether that actions be evil actions, whether, that action, whether those actions be toba, and istighfar from those evil actions, and seek to rectify those evil actions, all of that has ended for him. And so thus, this is not now a time for regret. It's mentioned. And then the Shaykh goes on to mention having the whole law and from the most evil and the most evil of kalam is kalam which is of shirk. Speech which is shirk. The most evil of speech is that of shirk. 
For example, the person making dua to Avalon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or seeking aid in Avalon Allah. And other than that, min al And from the word in the utterances of shirk. So the person calling upon Avalon Allah, upon with his tongue, he calls upon Avalon Allah. He seeks aid in Avalon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's emanating from his tongue. He's responsible for that. And so by way of his kalima, he is fallen into shirk al-akbar. Al-ibadah. Worship of Allah. This is the worst thing that a person can do with their tongue. And the most evil thing that a person can do with their tongue. Indeed we know, as Allah Sa'ala mentioned, in relation to the one that puts shirk, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَعْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنْصَارِ That indeed the one that commits shirk with Allah and the one that associates partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made Jannah haram for him and his abode is the hellfire and there will be no one that comes to aid the wrongdoer if I just understand the, the, the weight of such a statement from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I, the Jannah is completely prohibited from such, from such an individual. So a person that emanates that kalima from the tongue, calling upon Abu Allah, or a person seeks aid in Abu Allah, kalima from the tongue, and he dies in that state. That's the individual where we say, where it can be said that Jannah is haram for such an individual. When you ponder upon the, mahad, the, the Muharramat, you ponder upon the things that are haram for us here in the dunya. Particular actions are haram for us here in the, jun- in the dunya. Or it be particular things that we, we cannot eat. Particular actions we cannot do. Actions that we, can, we have to stay far away from. That is the reality of the mushrik in the akhirah. And the reality of the mushrik in the akhirah is that he, the jannah is haram for him. He's far away and distant from jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made that haram for him. His abode is a hellfire for eternity. And that has come about, and that can, and that can come about by way of a statement upon the tongue. Hence why the Sheikh mentions the most evil statement that can emanate from a person's tongue is that they commit shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the most akbar, the most evil, the striggan of that, of that kalam. Now, Likewise, as the Shaykh mentions, from the most evil of kalam, like an emanate from the tongue, is al kalam wal qawl ala Allah bi ghayri ilm. Al qawl ala Allah bi ghayri ilm. That the person makes a statement about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. And he mentions, and it's something which is relevant and equal with shirk. The person makes a statement about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. He makes an utterance about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, وَأَنْ تُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا 
وأن تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون. That you believe or you commit shirk with Allah, you associate partners with Allah in an affair that you have that has not been you have not been given any authority in order to do so. Allah did not give you the authority to commit shirk with Him. Or you make a statement about Allah and that which you do not know. I defer ilm in deen is an ilaj. The affair of ilm itself is something which treats harm when the individual adheres to true knowledge. It's an ilaj, it's a treatment. It's an affair of khayr, I knowledge. However, the opposite is true as well. As is mentioned by Ahlul Ilm or the Salaf about Jahl, that the Jahl is a damn qatil. Jahl is an ailment which is qatil, which kills. And it be an affair that kills, literally. A person may give advice about something which may lead to someone's death. Or may be something that kills an Imanawiyan. Maybe something that kills in terms of your Iman. Maybe something that kills by way of your Islam. That person engaged in Jahan. Or he listens, lends an ear to the Nisan. Where someone speaks about Jahan. Someone says about something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without ilm. And this is something that renders someone's deed, someone's religion. None avoid. And this affair of Jahal cannot be something cannot be something that can take it lightly. Adhere to true knowledge. Hence why the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentions Manuridillahu bihi khaira ifakihu fiddin. Whoever Allah wants was good for, he gives him understanding of the deen. Whoever Allah was good for, he gives him understanding of the deen. I think Fiddin is not just merely Hif, Ayat, Yani Ahadith or Aqwal. But Fiqh Fiddin. The person understands these things, Aqwal. He acts upon these Aqwal. He ensures that this, that the affair that he's acting upon is one which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One which will earn the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is fiqh fiddin. And it's not the individual that made states a statement based upon desires or based upon ra'i, based upon opinion. And it leads him to make a statement about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. And this is from the ear of speech. It's mentioned as well. Now, Likewise, from the evil speech, from that which emanates from the tongue, is a call بأن الله حل كذا أو حرم كذا من غير دليل من كتاب وسنة. فلا يجوز القول بغير علم. Likewise, when a person understands the speech that Allah has made this halal. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this haram without any delil from the kitab and the sunnah. 
then there's no doubt. There's a statement upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. Again, emanating from the tongue. You say this is halal. Or that is haram. The person has to be mindful of that speech. And of course, when a person discusses anything from ahkam, halal, or haram, or anything, any, any of ahkam, this is mustahab, this is makru, babah. person discusses anything from those akwal, you should be mindful. What is his adilla? What is the proof that he's acting upon? Be mindful. Where is the adilla from the kitab and the sunnah? Be mindful of that. For indeed, no doubt, a person may make a statement and that statement may hold weight with others. So a person says this is halal. And individuals follow you in that affair. They follow you in that, in that, in that in that call, in that statement, in that ra'i, in that opinion. Or you say this is haram. And they follow you in that tahrim. So a person may say something is halal and in reality is not halal. What the individuals wara? Individuals fear Allah. The individual must look at themselves and really ask and really ponder. Is this something that I want the people to follow me in? Am I prepared to stand before Allah al Qiyamah and say that the people, these people follow me in this and I believe this to be the truth? No, it's not just a throwaway statement. I believe it's be halal, yes. Not a throwaway statement. Because there'll be people that may follow you in that affair. And if the people follow you in that affair, you are making that statement because you believe you can stand before Allah and say that I told them this was halal, and they can follow me in that. I told them this was halal, and I told and I did and I and I believe that to be halal. But I told them this was haram, and I did not believe and I believe it to be that it was, it was haram. So people take something haram, for example, increasing mashakka upon themselves, increasing hardship upon themselves. However, the person does not relate the affair back to Kitab and Sunnah. This is the way of the Salafi. Kitab, Sunnah. When you speak, it's Kitab, Sunnah. When you speak, it's Salaf, Salih, that understood the Kitab and the Sunnah. And it's not just the statement of Ra'i Fulan, Ra'i A'lan. Not the statement of this person's opinion, that person's opinion. This kitab and the sunnah. This is what we adhere to. This is what we cling to. This is from the statements. Ideas that, that, that carry danger with them. That the person must be well aware of. Likewise, from, the state, from these statements that the person must be aware of. And that is not permissible. Now, it's a shahada to zuhr. That a person gives false testimony. 
يتساهل فيه الناس and so you find that the people are lax with this now I give whatever testimony that they feel they want to give I give false testimony I swear by Allah giving this false testimony increasing in vulnerability and harming others. فَلَا يَجُوذُ الْإِنسَانَ أَنْ يَشْهَدْ إِلَّا إِذَا كَانَ صَادِقًا فِي شَهَادَةٍ يُرِيدْ بَيَانَ الْحَقِّ لَا يُرِيدْ بِهَا الْحَوَى And so it's a must that when a person speaks, he speaks the truth. And when he gives witness, his statement of witness is a witness statement of truth. And he does not speak, and, he, and when he gives that witness statement of truth, he does so with the intent of making bayan of the haq. He does so with the intent of clarifying the truth. And he does not do so with the intent of his desires, fulfilling his desires. It's a must that the person is He's truthful in that which he states. Likewise, from Akbah al Karam, from the evil of speech, is that of Ghiba wa Namima. The affair of Ghiba wa Namima. Well, Ghiba, in his definition, Kamadaka and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has dhikr akhak bi ma yakra. This affair of Ghiba, I backbiting, as referred to in English, is. The mentioning of your brother in that which he would dislike. That which he would dislike. And so, thus, this affair of Ghiba is one again you find to Sahul fihi nas. The people become to Sahilun, they lack with it. They may mention another individual. They may mention him by name or may mention him by his osaf. And this is another affair you may find. People mention, mention an individual by his osaf. I a description of him. But you mention a description to the extent that it's very clear to what one individual. Now, this hasn't mentioned by name. You mention him by, by everything by his name. And he mentioned the brother, your brother in a manner that he would dislike. And it rolls off the tongue. And a person must be mindful of what emanates from the tongue, what comes from the tongue. A person does not just merely speak about another individual. The speech is not, is not of benefit. Does not just speak about another individual. And it's for the purpose that you find what you have to be for a purpose of a joke. That joke that you will share with one another, speaking about another individual, that joke generally will last for minutes. Many minutes. And then everyone forgets about it. However, the author of what that person laid down and that person said with their tongue 
You don't know how much that will weigh upon the scales. Is that worth it? What does it reflect? Is it worth it? Speaking about another individual, in the Ghibatan, speaking about another individual, backbiting another individual, speaking about the Uyub, the deficiencies of another individual, for the purpose of a joke. And that joke lasts for mere minutes, as mentioned. However, you may be that you may be the individual that Yomul Kiyama, you come and you face what you said. You're responsible for what you said. To anything you've done from good. Whoever does an act of way of good will see it. And whoever does an act of way of he will see it. Doesn't matter what it is. You may believe it to be a throwaway comment. How it may weigh heavy. You may believe it to be a throwaway comment about another individual. But that's the reason that he comes to you, Yom al takes one of your deeds. Or takes a deed from you. Or that's the reason he comes to Yom al and gives you one of his evil deeds. Because that will be put forth. A throwaway comment. Or a discussion about another individual. Just for the purpose of that moment that you're living in. Just for that purpose of that lather. This is why we're encouraged as Muslims to be mindful of Allah. To be mindful of Allah. Why? Because we don't just live in moments. We don't just take in the moment and act upon what that moment we what we want to do in that moment. Rather, we contemplate about consequences of the action that we're doing at that point. What are the consequences in this dunya? What are the consequences in the akhirah? That's how the Muslim should live. Contemplating the consequences of his action. The reality is that a person will contemplate the consequences of his actions. If there's a direct consequence in the dunya, he will contemplate it. If there's a direct consequence in the dunya, he will think about it. He says, should I go through this door? But if I go through this door, there might be harmful. And then if I don't, if I don't go through this door, then it, it might be better for me to leave. And he thinks about it. And he contemplates it. And he weigh up the harms and the benefits. If it's something from the dunya. What about the akhirah? What about the hereafter? The abode, which is eternal. The person contemplates what does emanate, what does emanate from my tongue. This is just this is a point related to, to Riba. As for An-Namima, it is mentioned, Sheikh Mosai mentions, he al-Nakr al-Hadith bain al-Nas, and I watch al-Ifsad bain al The affair of Namima is the spreading of speech amongst the people. Spreading of the speech amongst the people in a manner that causes the ifsad bainahum, causes corruption amongst them. It's an actual corruption. <coughs> I the spread of the speech. The actual corruption. That the person he spreads the speech. Ahlul Ilm, 
where him will laugh from them. Sheikh and Sheikh Zaid al Madkhali. He mentions that the Namam are the one that engages in Namima. The Namam the Namam is can be regarded as being worse than the Sahir, worse than the sorcerer. The Namam can be regarded as being worse than the sorcerer. And he mentions in relation to the effects that they have. Not necessarily, not necessarily worse in relation to the hukum. As we know, the sahir is a kafir. Naam. And Allah Ta'ala's best, the strongest opinion is that even walau tab, even if you say tawbah, yuktal. He's, he's, he is executed. Obviously, the lands of the Muslims. Naam. Don't want anyone to see David Blaine trying to do something to him. Naam. The lands of the Muslims. The hakim. If the person is a sahir, we understand. Yakful. He's disbelieved by way of himself. He's disbelieved by way of himself. And if we used to tab, it's encouragement toba. However, when tab, yeah, if he makes toba, if he doesn't, yuktal bidarik. Yeah, he's still he's still an individual that is uh, executed. So we understand this is the case of the, of the Sahih. Naam. The Namam, is not, the, the, the hukum upon him is not the same. However, the fact that you have the Sahih, and this is the hukum upon him, and some of Ahlul Ilm are saying that the Namam, that the one that engages in Namima, tail carrying, can be worse than this individual, in terms of the effects, shows you the evil effects of the Namam. The reason why, and they mention, as for the Sahih, this individual is seeking to affect specific people. Maybe one person, maybe a group, a small group of people. By where we see her, he's seeking to affect. Naam, whether that be he's seeking to bring harm to them. Or he's seeking to send yani, the, from the, to the jinn to them. Or whatever he's seeking to do. However, this is the effect of the Sahir. Yani, his effect is Mu'ayyan. Specified as for the Namam, that his evil effects spread amongst the community, spreads amongst the Mushtaba, spreads within the society. He's tell carrier. He goes to this one, he goes to that one. He takes Akbar from this one to that one. He takes Akbar from this one to that one. And I watch it if sad in a manner where he's seeking to cause corruption. Where he's seeking to cause. Corruption. And so this is how we understand this affair to be. That a person that said above, if you find that the effect is one which is a great effect, then it will affect large amounts of people, communities, by way of that tail carrier. Allah Ta'ala states, and Allah Ta'ala mentioned relation to this affair of ghiba. And do not backbite one another. Would you like to eat the flesh of your dead brother? For indeed, this is something that would be something that you would hate. So fear Allah, indeed Allah is the one 
that accepts the repentance and bestows mercy upon the believers. And so, we understand that this individual that backbites, Allah Ta'ala equates that it's a fair backbiting to eating the flesh of your dead brother. No doubt, no one would want that for themselves. No one would want to do such a thing. And so just as a person would hate to do such an action, they should have hatred for themselves and in their hearts to do, to speak about their brother in such a manner, in a manner which he would dislike. In a manner that he will see thereafter. As for the Namam, as for the one that engages in a namim of telkarim, then this is the individual that in reality places enmity amongst the people and hatred amongst the people. And makes tanakus and nas. And he makes tanakus of them in relation to what, whatever their deficiencies are. It makes Whenever they fall into a shortcoming, he follows that. He mentions mention of it. If he sees someone's shortcoming, he'll mention it to follow so-and-so. You know, so-and-so did this. Haram. So-and-so did that. Did you know what he did? Mention is to speak about another individual. I just mentioned... Ala wajh al-ifsad. Ala wajh al-ifsad. In a manner that is to cause corruption. It's important that's understood. Because that is a barbit. And that is a clear distinction. A, distinct, a way to distinguish between the two. That you have an individual. An individual may fall into evil. And you have to clarify that evil. And you have to tell others about his evil. This is not the Namim or the, or the Ghiba that has been mentioned here by the Kalafiko. No doubt, this is a clarification of the truth. Bayan of the Haq. Bayan of the Haq is an obligation upon us as Muslims. This is from the Khisal of this Ummah. This is from the this distinct characteristics of this Ummah. That they enjoy the good and they forbid the evil. So if you see an evil from an individual and his harm may come to others, then you inform the others. Nasihatan. You inform the others with sincere advice about the harms of another individual. Because this is al-awaj, al-islah. This is in a manner where the person is seeking rectification. Rectification for the Muslims. Rectification for Ahlul Haq. Rectification for the individual that's fallen into harm. Like this is called, this is a call which is Muslihun. A cold season rectification. However, if you are an individual that is mentioning now, there's a lot and the shortcomings, all the slips of another individual to those that cannot affect change or those that will not affect change, then this is not an action by the Kalafikum, which can be said is a wajib islah. Rather, this is a wajib ifsad. Rather, this is from Tanakus this is from you rendering. And when it comes to your, your, your brother, 
rendering him deficient. I mention him in a way where he becomes deficient and he becomes lowered in the eyes of the people. This is not Allah Islam. And this is why the people need to understand the distinction between the two. Because a person may seek to blur the lines between the two. One person may say, do not mention so and so. Do not mention this individual because it's backbiting. Do not mention the errors of this individual because it's backbiting. Do not mention the errors of this individual because it's slander. Now, you hear this many times. In response to the Rudur of Ahl al-Ilm, in response to when it comes to the refutation of those scholars, that they will say, do not mention this because you're backbiting an individual. Do not say, do not mention his errors because this is harmful. It's not Muslim, it's backbiting. Or it's Namima, it's toe carrying. When a person's fallen into error, and not only falls into error, he's spreading these errors. Will we say this is backbiting? Is this backbiting? No? This is backbiting. Now, yes, it is backbiting. However, it is not backbiting which is regarded as being either Muharram. Why? Because this is Allah watching Islah. This is from the backbiting which is the, the backbiting which is halal, the backbiting which is bel wajib. Because you have the principle, la yujus takhir bayafi waktil haja, la yujus. It is not permissible to delay clarifying the truth at the time of its need. So if there's a time of need, if a person is spreading falsehood, the people need to be well aware of that falsehood. If a person is spreading innovation, then the person remains silent about the person's, innov- uh, this is the person's innovation. Fearing griba? No, of course not. Rather, this is from the means of where a person can speak and defend the truth. With them and the sunnah. A defense of the sunnah by way of this. And so, yes, if we was to define it, we define it as backbiting. However, not define as backbiting in the same way that is muharram, in the same way which is haram. And as mentioned as well, this is a manner this is done in a manner which is sought to make islah sought to make islah yani to rectify amongst the people now likewise it's upon the individual to fear Allah The one that person to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And use his tongue in a manner which rectifies. And not to be the one that uses his tongue to spread, to spread the shortcomings of others. As is mentioned, as Sheikh Allah mentions, Allah Muslim, and Yashtaka bi Ayyubih, wa Yatuka Ayyub al Akharin, illa 
من باب النصيحة فيما بينه وبينهم and so it's a must that the Muslim busies himself and focuses upon his deficiencies because he don't have deficiencies it's not Billy Adam so he focuses upon his deficiencies and he leaves off the definitions of the others. Except in the affair of a nasiha. Except if he is advising. And that nasiha is between him and them. There's a benefit. There's a person advising an individual. He advises an individual and he goes to others. Informing them, advice for land and for land and for land. Or advise for that with this and that and the other. Advise him. We'll leave it at that. There's no need for spreading of that and spreading and making it news. And so it's a must that the person takes that he takes heed of that. It's mentioned from the person by way of their speech. It should be speech. That is beneficial. The Salaf would mention, Rahimahumullah, from the Aqwal. They would mention the Al-Qawl, a statement. Now, some of the Salaf they would mention Al-Qawl, a statement Before you say it, you control it Before you make the statement, you have control over it After you make the statement, it controls you So Al-Qawl, before you make the statement, you control it After you make that statement it controls you. Meaning, before you make a statement, you have full control over what comes from that statement. 
You have full control whether it's said or not. You are able to, you are able to contemplate whether it should be said or not. You are able to contemplate whether it brings benefit or not. You are able to contemplate whether this is something that may be harmful or not. This is before you've made the statement. You have full control of that statement. After you've made the statement, it has control over you. Meaning that whatever the repercussions are of that statement, you have to follow and you have to act accordingly. You're required to act accordingly. If the statement was a statement that was not, or not upright or correct, then now you're required to make tawbah, you're required to rectify that statement. Or the individual that makes the statement and he seeks to try to rectify it, whether he's, whether he's upright or correct in doing so, whether he's sincere to do so or not. How many times have you ever heard someone make a statement? And then after he says, I didn't mean it like this, I didn't mean it like that. No, rather my intent was this, rather my intent was that. All we can do is look at that which is bahir from the statement. A shaykh and a shaykh, Ubayy, rahimahullah, he mentioned. Ahl sunati wal jama'ah, act upon that which is bahir. Ahl sunati wal jama'ah, act upon that which is bahir. He mentions the delil for that. The narration. Where the man says, MashaAllah wa shit. MashaAllah wa shit. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed it and you have. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in response, Aja'alz lillahi didda. Have you made a part along with Allah? And the statement was a statement of shirk. Yani shirk asqa. And what was required from the from the from the individual to make statement to make was MashaAllah Fumashita. Allah had willed it, then you. And so the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his direct response was, Did you make a partner along with Allah? He did not ask him, what did you intend by the statement? Did you mean this statement by way of this this meaning? But if it's this meaning, it's shirk. If you mean by statement by way of this meaning, then this meaning is not shirk. No, rather the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam corrected him directly by way of that statement. And this is what is upon us in order to act upon the statement. So this is the this is the, the, the delil that was mentioned by Shaykh and the Shaykh Ubaid. When a person does not act or does not just rely upon what a person says they intend, what what statement they make. And again, going back to the, the to the to the quote. The, 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 the statement that you make upon your lisan, the statement that you make upon your tongue, before you say that statement, you control it. You have full control. You are the one that can ponder, should I make this statement or not? Is this beneficial or not? Is this statement, is the last statement I make before I pass away, is this statement going to be quote, what we could be regarded as being a khusl khatima? You'll be able to ponder upon that before you make the statement. After you make the statement, then as if you are enslaved to that statement. After you make the statement, it's as if you have to act according to that now. And of course, 
if it's an evil statement, then the, then the reality is an evil reality. You are bound by chasing that statement now. Seeking to rectify whatever you've done by way of that which has emanated from your tongue. Likewise, we'll, continue, we'll uh, conclude with the statement of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where he mentions, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, fal yukul khair on the Whoever believes in Allah and the last day, let them speak good or remain silent. Whoever believes in Allah and the last day, let them speak good or remain silent. We encourage, as again, going back, going full circle to what we discussed at the beginning, that our akwal, our statements are from our iman. And the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions from the description of the one that believes and the one that has iman. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mentioned the one that believes in Allah on the last day, the one that has iman, that he will speak good or remain silent. That which emanates from his tongue should be good. That which emanates from his tongue should be beneficial. That which he says should be of benefit to him and others. And he speaks good. If for whatever reason he doesn't have anything good to say, they don't want to say anything. We as individuals are not obliged to speak all of the time. We're not obliged to speak all of the time. It's not a case of just because we are with individuals, we have to speak. This is what you find as well. The one the one that speaks a lot and continues to speak is going to come to a time when that which he says is not good speech. It's not beneficial speech. It's almost as if he's run out of good to say. But he hasn't stopped speaking. The person is not obliged to always speak. What he's obliged to do is speak good. And the speech that emanates from his tongue is good speech. And should take heed of that. And be from those individuals that adhere to the haq when it comes to speech. And no doubt adhere to the haq when it comes to his actions. And adhere to the haq when it comes to that which emanates from his heart or that which is from his heart. And is it tiqada in the heart? Because all of these things are from the iman of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah and the definition of iman with Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. I will conclude here, Barakallahu Fikum. Allah yifadakum jami'an. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa akhada wa alihi 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 wa sallam wa akhada w